welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello, and welcome. And this is the weekly Cindy Meyer radio show brought to you by our wonderful advertisers and uh, people who just are part of the support team of Spirit Seeker Magazine. We're celebrating 15 years in print, which is pretty exciting. Um, as of our September issue, we uh, were a newsletter for two years prior to um, becoming a print magazine. We started in St. Louis and uh, expanded into the Kansas City area four years ago. We've been um, in Chicago for a little over a year now, about a year, uh, year and a few months. Uh, we're also in many other towns throughout Missouri and Illinois and into Arkansas, um, but were read online, and I just really want to thank all of the people who have been sharing uh, the information about the magazine and who have been signing up for the the newsletter. Um, and, you know, I get a printout of all the different, you know, listeners, live listens, archive listens, and um, as many of you know, I haven't been on the air in three weeks. I took a sabbatical and just took some time to recharge my batteries and, um, you know, it was really a wise thing to do. I listened to my guides and the angels and they just said, you need some time just to regroup. And it's fascinating to me when I get my report and, you know, my producer's like, do you realize how many people listen to your show? And I'm like, almost more than when I'm live, which is, is we were joking about this. But, but the real truth is this. Um, the show, the minute it is finished tonight, will be archived. And, you know, you can let others know, uh, just say, hey, listen, I listened to the show, or if you listen to it on the off hours, you can still send um, send that information to your friends and let them know, because I, I get emails all the time and people just coming up to me at different events and saying, thank you so much, your radio show is my spiritual food, I download all of them on my iPod, I listen to them when I'm doing this, that, and the other so this radio show is a platform to just reach more and more people, bringing them the wisdom that is available from the wonderful authors, musicians, um, et cetera, that are on the planet right now. So we cover events uh, throughout the Midwest. We cover events nationally, and our uh, the magazine is archived at www.spiritseeker.com. I'm just going to go over a few more things, and then I'm going to bring my guests on. Uh, there are three ways that you can support the show. Number one, if you go to the blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is my homepage, and that's C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. If you favorite the show, what that does is it lets the powers to be in Blog Talk Radio Heaven know that um, people are really watching the show. That moves us closer to the front. It allows us to reach more people. The other thing is that when you favorite the show, um, my, you know, we get a, a, your email, contact information, and then we can send you a notice about the radio show. The other thing is if you send me an email to info at spiritseeker.com, we will add you to our Spirit Seeker Friends email list. We do not sell that list. It's sacrosanct. And we let you know about the weekly radio show and other events. Okay, so now we're going to put all that aside. It's wonderful to be back, um, and I'm going to bring my guest on. Her name is Karen uh, Noe, and she is a spiritual teacher, a healer, and a renowned psychic medium. Um, she lives in the uh, eastern quarter of the USA in New Jersey, and she is the author of a book, Through the Eyes of Another, A Medium's Guide to Creating Heaven on Earth, by encountering your life review now. 
So Karen is going to be talking about her new book. She's going to be talking about the amazing things that she have, uh, she has seen through her work that brought her to writing this book. We um, we will take questions, uh, but we are not doing any readings tonight. So um, so just bear that in mind. If you have a question on, um, you know, there's so many things that Karen can guide you on. Um, but but no no readings no am I going to get married how's my job this is um, <laughs> this is you know really a fascinating um, topic that we're going to discuss tonight so Karen I know you have you've talked about you know through your um, medium work you've worked with so many people on the other side who have expressed regrets and you've carried that message to um, the loved ones on Earth now and can you tell how uh, tell us how that just kind of shifted perhaps the um, the catalyst, so to speak, that spurred you to, to look at this life review and how important it is to, like, be present with it now? Sure. What happened was, um, well, I've been a psychic medium for pretty much my whole life, but the last 15 years is when I have been practicing it at, a, at my center. And throughout many, many of the readings, when the deceased loved one comes through, they often say they have regrets. They should have spent more time with their loved one. They should have said how much, told them how much they love them. Should have, could have, would have, many, many like that. But they're in a good place, by the way. I want to say that. It's not that they're in a bad place. So if you do have regrets, it's not that you're going to a bad place. It's just that you have a higher knowledge. It's, you're able to see the bigger perspective, the, the bigger picture, almost as if you're seeing through God's eyes. That's what a life review is. So what happens is time and time again, I have heard this from those who've crossed over, their regrets, as well as those in my in my um, office, the living loved ones, saying that they should have spent more time with their loved one. They should have told them how much they love them. They should have forgiven them. And I said, oh, my gosh, why do we have to wait till we die to go through our life review? Why don't we do it right here and right now and create peace in our lives? And so that was a catalyst of the whole thing. And I said, okay, we have to figure a way that we could do this now and teach people to create peace in their lives by trying to see through the eyes of another person. Now, that's what happens after we cross. We're able to see through the other person's eyes how we have affected them, almost as if we are them, you know. So if we could try to do that here and now in every encounter, you know, whether even if we're in a fight or something like that, that trying to see through their eyes, your whole life will change. And well, you're talking about soul. You're talking about soul level work here. You know, mm-hmm. I mean this this um, you know, and it's interesting. I years ago I interviewed um, Esther Hicks, and one of the things that she said, I'll never forget this, was regret and resentment are the total vibrational opposite of the art of allowing. So here's this soul, like, all of a sudden, like, seeing everything cosmically (laughs) through the heart, through the eyes. And how fascinating that, that, um, I mean, I've just never really thought about it this way. It was just, I like the way it's, it's, and I want to stress again, they are in a good place. It's total love and total peace. So let me say that. That's the most important thing I could tell everyone. However, just imagine you're seeing through God's eyes and you say, whoops, should have done that differently. Whoops, should have done that differently, you know, that type of thing. Right. So, um, but when we're here on earth, it's not the same. If we actually cause ourselves harm when we don't forgive someone, when we're in that negative energy. You know, so I always love to use this uh, this saying, it's not the snake bite that kills us, it's the venom that's left behind. 
so it's so fascinating. true. Right. Right. And that the, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, um I I'm a former nurse, but you know, once you're a nurse, you're always a nurse. And one of the things that always, you know, before I even, you know, study the the holistic realm and everything, one of the things that I found over and over again and we were taught this actually in nursing school too, is that when you take that case history before, you know, it's in the physical uh, physical body with an illness or disease, in almost all cases, unless it's like a traumatic accident that happens suddenly, mm-hmm. it's in your energetic auric field before yeah. it manifests into that physical. And so yeah. to do this life review that you're suggesting, and, you know, and, you know, we'll go into the process in a second, it's like it's being very present with life. Yes. And it's healing the mind, body, spirit. It's healing everything. If you're healing your um, emotions, you're healing your body as well. As you said, if you have negative emotion, it could cause disease in the, in the body. Yeah, so. and it's it's so interesting because most people, you know, you try to, you know, I try to explain it. You know, when you when someone hits you physically, you know, you can see a bruise or something. But when someone hits you with words emotionally, there's still a contraction. And, yeah. you know, and unless you're willing to, like, stay present and, um, but I really like how you expressed how once you're on the other side, it's strictly love and compassion. And if you can learn how to do that this time, and, you know, your book really does, um, you know, come from so many angles with this, with you, you're coming, I, I, if I can just share one of the things that touched me, I started reading, uh, I have a 14-year-old, you know, and then I have, you know, I have a 20 24, 26, and I raised four stepchildren who are in their 30s and 40s. And the letter that you wrote to your son, and yeah. I mean, I started crying because, mm-hmm. you know, every parent on the planet probably now, you know, for the most part has a child yeah. that's on Xbox Live or something, and it's like even though you're you're on different levels in the house, you're still there. So the letter that you wrote to your son just touched me with, um, you know, even though we're on different levels and even though, you know, when you're mm-hmm. away at college, I'm still going to miss that that feeling of you being yeah. there. Yeah. And then and then, you know, when you wrote to your daughter, you know, I really liked how you didn't want to end it on anything like, you know, melancholy or anything like that. So you you, you switched it. You did the turnaround, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, these are the things that I really treasure and value about you. I mean, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But um so so let's talk about these letters because sure. you know, I it's wonderful. This is a wonderful book and listeners I want to tell you that the name again, it's through the eyes of another. So after hearing this title, let's go, let's just talk about the book. Sure. Now, um, what I I was talking about before was uh, if we wanted to go through our life review, I tried to figure out a way to do that. And as as you just discussed, a good way to do that would be to write letters to our loved ones. And there would be different types of letters. There would be letters of gratitude, letters of forgiveness, if you wanted someone to forgive you or you needed to forgive someone else, letters to yourself, letters to your deceased loved ones. So there's different types of letters. All of them are very positive, loving letters, trying to see through the other person's point of view. So that's basically what it was. And with my own children, I wanted to say it was at a time, a very difficult time in all of our lives. Um, I had gone through a divorce. And how many of us, myself included, you're you're going through a very rough time and you're really focusing on how it's affecting you, you know, and it's very difficult. Of course, I never wanted to hurt my children, and they're always in the, the top of my mind. I'm trying to, you know, make sure they're okay, but a divorce is going to hurt them nonetheless. 
So what I did was when I wrote the letters to my children, each one, I talked about how much I loved them and the different things that I loved about them, which, by the way, they don't know unless you tell them, (laughs) you know, the different things that you love about them. And then I wrote to them, telling them I was very sorry I never intended to hurt them, and I tried to explain, I tried to see through their eyes how this whole thing was affecting them. And I tried to explain about my their father and myself. It's not that anybody was right or wrong. But it was just that we were so different from each other. And they could see that. That was very, I mean, look at what I do for a living, and he was a lawyer, so you could imagine the differences between us, right? So... I mean, that's what it was. It was nobody was very, you know, a terrible person. And now they could see it years later that we're both very happy, you know, we're with people who are just like ourselves and we're able to be ourselves. But, you know, back then, though, it was a different thing. So it was so beneficial, and it really healed my relationship with my children, and I even wrote a letter to my ex-husband as well, and it healed my relationship with him. But the whole thing is that we all can do this, and that's why I wrote this book, you know, um, People participated in this experiment that I had done, you know, writing letters to their loved ones, and we met monthly. And there was one woman, her name is Kathy. She had been going to therapy. She was going through a hard time in her marriage, and, you know, she went to a therapist for three months, and then she wrote the letters. Oh, no, she went to a therapist three years. I'm sorry. And she wrote the letters. And then at the end of the letter writing the children, everybody was, you know, they were healing their relationships. The therapist said to her, the letters did for her in one month what three years of therapy couldn't even come close to. So that was a confirmation that this really, really does work. I mean, I highly recommend it to everyone to try to see through the other person's point of view. Tell them how much they love you love them. Tell them, forgive them. You're only hurting yourself if you hold on to this anger. It's not always easy, though. Let me tell you, but it truly is worth it. Well, and, and you know, the the thing that so many people get hung up on with forgiveness is they think that it's saying what happened was okay, and that's not the no. purpose of forgiveness. No. You know, it's a I gift don't. to yourself, not holding on to it. I mean, this is, this is what, you know, listeners we were talking about earlier is that, you know, when we resist or when we're holding on or when we, you know, shield our heart, we're not going to go there or, you know, and that's why I really like, the way you describe this, it's through the eyes, through, you know, looking at it through your daughter's eyes, yeah. looking at it through your son's eyes, looking at it through your lawyer, you know, former husband. And, I mean, I, it's funny because, you know, I don't know if you know this, I, I am a clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. Okay, so okay. I'm a fair girl. Well, uh-huh. and my first husband was a surgeon that I met when he offered on my mother when she had colon cancer. Well, you know, I mean, it's funny how destiny brought us together. But, you know, of course, I wasn't a psychic at that time. I was right. like totally different, you know, um, arena where we were both in healing work. And times changed. And so I can totally relate. And, you know, yeah. and even when children know that how, what, why, what brought you together? You know, they can see that you're unevenly married. Still, <laughs> because they you know, changed. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a contract, you see. You chose mm-hmm. us as your parents. <laughs> but, and, but, you know, but, of course, you know, not everybody, you know, can understand all these pieces. So how kind, how compassionate to go through the eyes of another and come, you know, do this life review. So you have some basic um, ground rules with these letters. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, would, I, don't, I don't know if you want to talk about them, but, sure. you know, uh, sure. Okay. Well, Let's go there. Okay. There's many things we can do, but as we said before, the, let, uh, the letters are the most important, and after the letters are written, there's things we should do as well. But the different types of letters, the first one is a gratitude letter. 
And basically is what you want. You want to tell your loved ones how much and what you love about them. Now, this was really, it was incredible in my life because, let me let me backtrack. You tell your children how much you love them, and I talked to each of them, and I wrote a letter, you know, I, you know, I love this about you, that, 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 and this. All of a sudden, they started talking to me more. They They felt like they were being heard. And a few months after the letter, they received their letters, it was my birthday. My daughter said, you know, can I take you out for your birthday, and, we'll, you know, all of us are going to go out together, and then after we went out, she had something she wanted to give me. So we went home after we ate, and she takes out this DVD. And on the DVD cover was a picture of my mother and all of my children and myself. And I said, hmm, this is going to be special. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it looks really good. She plops it in the DVD player, and the first person that comes on is my mother saying what she loves about me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just stood there with my mouth open. I said, Jessica, when did you go see Grandma? And she goes, just, she goes, just listen. You know, she just talked about all the things she loved about me. And then each one of my children did the same thing and how they're proud of me and things. And even my oldest son, you know, who's a man of few words, but he was telling me how he remembered. Now, how would I know this unless he told me? He remembered when he was three he loved dinosaurs, and I bought him every book I could find on dinosaurs, and I taught him about dinosaurs. How would I have known that if he didn't tell me? You know, a little thing like that is a big thing. So what Absolutely. she did was, yeah, she took the concept of what I had done with the letters, and she took it to a, a bigger level, and she did a DVD with everyone that was important in my life. So it was really, it was a wonderful experience. And since that DVD, my mother has crossed. So I really cherish I watch this, I cherish it, and I watch this DVD often. So, and I have a story about my mom as well, about the letter writing. I don't know if you want to, if I should talk about it now. But but I just, you know, what I want to say, though, is just look how the lives of so many were changed Mm -hmm. by that one letter to your daughter. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so everyone let's talk about mom. To, mom, okay. Now, I had a wonderful, I was very lucky. I had a wonderful mom. You know, not everybody could say that. And she was very warm and loving. So my letter to her was not one of forgiveness. It was basically a gratitude letter. And the only part of forgiveness was how I wished I could have seen her more off, more often. She lived a few hours away, and I worked long hours. And, and I told her I wish, you know, I had spent more time with you, that type of thing. But it was basically a very loving, peaceful letter. Now, my mom, as I said, a year and a half ago, she passed, but a week before she died, she went into a coma, and she was in hospice in her house, in her living room. She had the bed, and I walked into her bedroom, and I'm going to lose it here, I think, <laughs> but she okay. had her le- the letter that I wrote to her was on the oh. desk. So I said, oh, my God, this is, these are the exact words I would love to tell my mom right now. I have them written here exactly as I would want to tell her. So I took the letter, I pulled a chair next to her bed, and I read this letter to her. Now, before this, she was unresponsive. As I said, she was in a coma. But as I'm reading her this letter, she puts her hands to her face. A tear came out of her eye, and she heard me. She heard these loving words that I had been telling her. And those were the last words I ever spoke to her. 
So, but I'm not telling people to wait to read this to your loved ones on the deathbed. I'm saying to do it before. But I was so blessed that I had that right then so I could say the perfect words to my mom right before she passed. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, this is so interesting. You know, people, I'm so glad you're sharing this because so many people, you know, when they encounter someone that is unresponsive or uncommunicative or even in surgery, you know, when they're underneath mm-hmm. anesthesia, the mm-hmm. mind records everything. It's the, the, the soul's still there, you know. Yes. And, and, you know, so how beautiful that your mother conveyed to you that, you know, this was with me as I, you know, because when they start to cross over, as we both know, they they start to leave, and that's mm-hmm. that's preparing for the next leg of the, the soul's journey. Yeah. And how beautiful that you could read it, and she was able to respond. Absolutely. And uh, it was the most, it was bittersweet, but it was so important to me that I was able to say the exact words, you know, that I needed to say. So, that was a blessing, and I I really encourage listeners to do this, to write gratitude letters to their loved ones. Tell them how much you love them and what you love about them. You know, and if you need to forgive someone, do that too, because it really is going to make you feel so much better. You don't have to mail it, by the way. If you write a letter of someone really wronged you and you feel, oh, I'm not mailing that to the person because, you know, I'll just feel worse, but write it anyway, and then they will feel it on a subconscious level. So that's important, you know, too. You know, it's so interesting that you said that. You know, years ago I trained, um, it's like we're talking about a long time ago, and I, I trained in um, a breathwork certification program, and mm-hmm. we would have to write the letters, and we would have to mail them. And oh. it was interesting. Oh, I know. And, you know, uh, and I had done the work with my biological father, but the – um, real issues were with my stepfather who had adopted me. And so one day this client asked me, because her father was 84, and she said, you know what, I'm not going to upset him with mm. writing this letter at this point. And I said, you know, I said, trust me on this. If you mm. can, you know, express, you know, how you you really want to go into, like, a space with him, you know, that's at peace. You know, said, yes. it'll be worth every bit. And she says, have you done it with your dad? I'm like, well, yes, I have. And then after she left, you know how it is. You do your own self-inventory. I'm like, yeah, I did it with my dad, you know. And even though, you know, he had, like, done some things that were pretty crazy, it was it was still, I thought, I haven't done it with my stepfather. So I called the client because <laughs> that's mm. kind of who I am. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I really want to thank you. I said, I, I have done it with my father but not my stepfather. And it took six drafts, Karen, you know, before sure. I could actually mail it. But still, you know, later... I realized on my own journey that mailing is not important. It's the it's the whole energetics because people psychically get it anyway. They get it. They get it. It's, it's not a about release. the other person. It's, yeah. it's now did about, you you did give it to him? How was he responding? I did, but you know, I did and I even had, you know, like the the whole conditions when you know, way back when when I learned this was there could be no more anger in your final letter. Yeah. It, would, mm. it would be into this heart space. But still, you know, it just and, – and, and the intention can't be that you want to get a relationship back from them. It's, okay. It's mm-hmm. not – I mean, I don't know. This was a long time ago. But, yes, yes. But the point is, is this. I like the way when I read yours, I thought, oh, this lady is taking a whole new track on this life review right here, right now. No regrets, no anything, just coming from, from this space. And, you know, and I liked how you, um, you know, you covered it with – 
family members, anyone you've had altercations with, you know, in situations. I mean, you covered like every angle from from this. Yes. But but let's do talk about um, you know, the fact that you know sometimes people think when the person's crossed over that you know it's too late to to even you know communicate with the person who's crossed over. Um, and you address that in your book. That, yes. Uh, let's talk about that just a little bit. Okay. Now, of course, it's most beneficial if it, if they're still living. But, you know, many times it's too late for that. And I highly recommend to write your letters to your deceased loved ones. I incorporate uh, one of those stories in my book. I had lost a good friend. Her name was Marion. And let me begin by saying, after we cross, we retain the same personality as we had when we were here. So I have to say that, and you'll see why. Um, okay, so I wrote a letter to Marion. She was a very good person, but she was very loud and sarcastic, and she had a funny sense of humor. Let's just say it that way. Um, so I went to the hospital right when she was crossing over, but it was too late. Her family was there, and I didn't want to get in the way. I came home, and I sat down, and I just said, okay, I'll just wait, and she crossed. And I sat down, and I wrote a letter to her, telling her how much I loved her, how much I missed her, and all the good things she did in her life, and she should be proud, and she's probably going through her life review now, and she's having a very good experience because she she would help everyone. But I said at the end of the letter, I said, Marion, please let me know. Give me a without-a-doubt sign, I call it, a without-a-doubt sign to let me know that you heard what I just wrote to you. So two days after the letter that I wrote to her, I was at home, And I was putting mail into my mailbox. I went down my steps, and a bird came flying towards me, looked at me in my eyes, and just started screaming, squawking, loud, very loud, just squawking and just flapping its wings looking at me. It was the weirdest thing. Now, we know birds don't normally do that. So immediately I knew, knew being, you know, I'm a psychic and I feel people and, I knew it was Marion. So my first response was, oh, my God, Marion, you're okay. I love you, Marion. And she's going, screaming at me. (laughs) My neighbors must have thought I was crazy because they were watching this whole thing. But I didn't care. And I said, Marion, oh, thank you so much. I love you so much. I had my cell phone in my pocket, and I called my son who was in the house, and I said, quick, come outside. Marion's here. Now he's so used to me, you know, but his first response was, huh? I said, just come out here quick. (laughs) So he came out and witnessed the whole thing. The bird followed me to the mailbox, kept screaming, and just just to let me know she was there. That's so Marion, loud, you know, funny. And then she flew away. Two days later, I received an email from a mutual friend, Carol, and she said, you're not going to believe what Marion did. I said, oh, I will, because why don't you hear what she did with me? But she, um, Carol was saying she opened the sliding glass door to her kitchen. A bird, another bird, came flying into the kitchen, dirtied all the walls, <laughs> and then flew right out. Typical Marion. If you knew Marion, she was, you know, a warped sense of humor. So Marion had heard what I had written to her. And it wasn't too late. So I encourage, you know, the listeners to write letters to their deceased loved ones and say how much you love them. And if you need to forgive them or you want them to forgive you, write it down. And like you said, it might not be in just one draft. You could keep writing and writing. Oh, That's the best part of writing. You could think of exactly what you want to say. It's very cathartic, and it's it's also, 
you know, and I, I used to, um, you know, do a lot of them on my word processor, but there's also, you know, something to be said for handwriting. Um, you know, I, I remember sitting with John Bradshaw years ago, and he would have you as a, like, write with your non-dominant hand, um, and it would look like a child writing it, you know, and, and you know, that would be, you know, if it was forgiveness with someone, and um, I don't know, there's so many different ways, but, but your book has, like, really, with the life review right here, right now, don't like it's just a whole different take it really is such a different take and you know i can just see your friend marion like saying okay i can't i don't have my 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 paints up but i'm going to squirt it in a different way and <laughs> you know i'm here but, you know yeah. i mean just just think about it i mean it's just funny just it was, funny yes yes bigger and than I, life even on the other side yes they retain the same personality and just remember if your loved one's quiet it may take a while before you realize that they're giving you signs but if they're loud, they should come through something like this, a ladybug, a bird, a butterfly. They may leave feathers in your path, coins. You know, there are many different ways to receive messages like that. So just be aware. Ask them for a sign and then look for the signs. And, by the way, the sign will come to you. You won't have to look for it, just as the bird came to me. <laughs> so. Well, and, you know, and that's, that's, you know, part of the surrendering, you know, and just yeah. knowing, you know, that as you release it, Spirit steps in, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's fascinating. And so thank you for sharing that story. And um, so so one other thing, though, uh, if you could, if you could, and listeners, if you have a question, all you have to do is press 1 on your phone, and my um, producer will let me know that um, someone has a question um, for Karen Noe this evening. But, you know, if someone has just, like, uh, I don't even know, like tremendous pain or, um, do do you encourage them to write about that or just do the complete turnaround with seeing through this person's eyes and trying, okay. you know, I, if you can address good, this. Very good question. Um, you do have to acknowledge. Yeah, you you have to acknowledge the pain, but make sure you don't mail it as you're doing this. In other words, you'll probably write a, a few drafts first, you know, and just acknowledge the pain because it's there anyway. But the the letters that we're talking about, the one that you do want to mail, is saying, yes, I felt this way, however, now I'm trying to see through their point of view why they did what they did. For example, one of the women who participated in the experiment, Donna, her mom physically and mentally abused her for many years. And, um, you know, she went to therapy, nothing worked. She did all sorts of meditation and all different types of healing, nothing worked. And then finally we sat down and we wrote a letter to her mom and she said all the healing that all the uh, therapy and the healing all dealt with her feelings but not trying to see through her mother's eyes why she did what she did. But when she was able to do that to see through her mother's eyes, she was the youngest of nine children. She never was loved herself. She was abused. You know, does it make it right that her mom was like that? No, absolutely not and I'm not saying that you know, it's a good thing what she did, but I am saying that now Donna was able to see why her mother did what she did, and she was able to finally release the anger and the pain. You know, it was such a healing experience for her. So if you're trying to, you know, forgive someone, try to see through their eyes why. Sometimes you can't even figure it out. You know, there were circumstances that they couldn't figure it out, but try. <laughs> It's called compassion, Kuan Yin yes. energy yes. here. <laughs> so, yes. and um, and for those that don't know who Kuan Yin is, you know she was known as a, and still is known in many cultures as a bodhisattva, 
Um, and her whole thing was she had reached the state of evolution where um, she could have stayed on the other side and been an ascended master working from the other side with with um, with people. And she said, no, 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 I'm going to stay on the earth plane until all others have reached the same state. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, and that's what the compassion is, is when you actually can see, you know, what you're describing. Like, you know, this, this woman who has this major breakthrough over, oh, my gosh, my mother was never loved. She didn't right. know how to love. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's really, you know, this is soul-level work that we're talking about here, listeners. Yeah. This is not, you know, little fluffy work we're talking about. It's, and yet it is because, because you get lighter. <laughs> which is you what sure do. You do it for yourself, too. I tell people, I would, people say, I'll never do that. I'll never forgive that person, you know. And I say, well, do it for you. Don't do it for the other person. You know. You know so, Karen, you, you talk a lot about um, the whole thing is uh, the whole intention, so to speak, of all of this uh, work is to create peace in the present, you know, now. And, and you know, what other suggestions do you have? You know, we're so busy, you know, and, and everyone's, you know, with, texting and Facebooking and all the stuff that kids, you know, we, you know, for us that are a little bit older, you know, you look at how simple in a way life was, ha-ha, and how different it is now. So maintaining that peace in the middle of everything, what other suggestions do you have? Because I, I know you've worked with countless people with this work. Yes. Well, the most important thing to do in the middle of everything, no matter who you encounter, whether it be the person at the grocery store, you know, the toll collector, whatever it is, try to see them through their point of view. It's not always easy, but if a person, uh, say they snap at you, maybe they had a hard day, to try to see that, try to understand them from a bigger perspective, they will feel that as well, you know. They need the love as well. So if you continue to do that, and it's not just about writing letters, as I'm saying. It's it's every single day. Become aware of everyone you encounter. Tell them how much you feel. Listen to others, you know. Return calls. Some people don't return calls. You know, that's a very important thing. Try to see how the other person feels if you don't return their call. You know, things like that. You yeah. know, offer your help. Be there for your. And the most important thing is to be there for yourself as well, because you're just as important as everyone else. And that was one of my hardest letters to write, the letter to myself. Well, I bet, right. I, I mean, because trying to be objective and trying to write to yourself, I mean, it's, it's, this is it's almost like automatic writing at a, mm-hmm. at a deep, I mean, well, I mean, it's a surrendering when you're honest with yourself and writing to yourself. I mean, yes. Yes, and um, how you do this is you're trying to write to yourself as if you're someone else. So you write, I, I wrote, Dear Karen, you are, and then you try to find all the good things about yourself as if you're speaking to someone else. Now, I would see these qualities in everyone else, some good qualities, but I never would see it in myself. You know, I put everyone else first. That's just who I am. I'm the opposite. You know, everyone, I'm the last person on the totem pole and all of that. And I saw through the bigger perspective, the bigger picture, that, yes, I am just as important as everyone else. And to try to treat myself better because after I cross, you know the person who I treated the worst in this world is myself. So I made sure after that letter writing that I watch what I'm doing and, you know, if I don't want to do something, say no in a loving way and things like that and make sure I have time for myself and do things that I love to do. 
Okay, well, we have a, a caller with a question, so um, if you would please bring the caller on. Uh, hello. Hi. I have a question about, uh, um, I've been listening to the show on the telephone, but about depression. If you don't really know what you're depressed about, it probably many things. Can you use that technique to try to figure out why you're depressed or... Sure, you could. Um, do you have, and you don't know why you're depressed. You just you know. What I would suggest is there is a technique called tapping. I don't know if you're EFT. Called, yeah, have you ever tried that? I have back in the, a while back, but I haven't. No, I haven't done it. I've been doing the. I'll listen to Doctor Wayne Dyer. I've been doing the the mm-hmm. mantras like, uh, I am capable. I am happy. I'm content. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? It's just not coming. (laughs) If you're saying these things, it's not the words that you're saying. It's the feeling behind the words. But this sounds like it's almost, as we were talking about, it's what maybe you're doing to yourself. You're not showing yourself the love that you need. You're not doing, you know, giving yourself time. It's. I think there's some kind of emotion, uh, some kind of suppression of energy that you need to release first with the EFT. After you do the EFT, then you can write a letter to yourself. First, you have to release this energy. You know, and then say, you know, what are you proud of that you did in your life? And I know there are things that you are proud of. Can you think of any right now? Uh, no. Oh, yes, I'm you settled. can. I'm going to make you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had uh, raised two kids, single okay. uh, single mom. I listen to your divorce and stuff like that, and I'm like, you've been there, done that. But, okay, no, so I, I would like to come out of this depression. I've been trying everything. So I just okay. Wondered. Do you think it has something to do with the divorce? I don't know. I mean, it could be, I don't know. You uh, might want to write uh, okay. I had a lot of just family, just stuff, and just people, you know. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint anything to anybody because it's me. It's not them. It's me. No, it, it's them and you and how you're reacting to them. Yeah. It's not, you can't change anyone. That's the first thing. We have to realize right. that we can't. But we can change how we react to them. And um, that's what we were talking about. But, I so wish that you lived close by because I would do the tapping with you because I know it's like it's wonderful. You know, you release all this energy and we could figure out as you're doing the tapping and we're talking, you know, you yeah. could see different things come up that you're not even aware of. And these different things, you know, you won't, you might think it's something and it's something else. It might be something that happened in your childhood. And then we tap that out. And then you could write a letter to yourself. Do you have someone in yeah. your area that could do EFT with you? No, I live in Alabama. Oh, you'd <laughs> be surprised. Belt. Yeah. You know what? Email me, and we may be able to do it on the phone, okay? My, uh, uh, how do I email you? Okay, my, Karen Noe, N-O-E, mm-hmm. 1111. Is it linked up to the show? I'm sorry, texting it. You know, um, Karen's website is, is there a contact, uh, contact button on your website, Karen? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have one more question, Karen. Sure. I don't think you've breached this. And I'm not... What about people that do commit suicide? Do they go on to whatever? Yes, they're fine. And this is a very good question, and I hear this a lot. And I do have people that come... I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm that depressed, but my brother is depressed. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong, but that comes in my mind all the time. And that's why I want to get rid of this, because I know it's wrong. No, but I have it's my wrong. brother, he just says it, and it just drives me up the wall, and that's what I'm getting at. Okay, the most important thing to do is this is not all there is, this life. So the energy yeah. of what you're going to just carry that, if you do something like that, which you shouldn't do, you're going to feel how you've affected each person 
yeah. on top of what you're going through, and that's a big thing. So you don't want to do I believe in that, that too. Okay, I, I so believe do in that not. Too, you will feel each person's emotions as if they're your own, you know, know. and how this has and affected them. We need to heal you right here and right now so you don't have to take this with you next time around. So yeah. please try to do the tapping, and I will do it on the phone. I don't usually do it on the phone. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm booked for a year and a half, you know, yeah. but I'll get you in. <laughs> just okay. because this is so important, and I really do You're care. Right. I just want yes. to say that. I just, I just want to say that. And I wanted people to know that, that, you know, maybe depression, you can come out of, because that's what I want. been trying to mantras and everything. Mm-hmm. Mantras okay, don't work unless you feel it. In other words, you could say the words, but if there's without the emotion attached, it doesn't mean yeah. anything. You could say, I am all is well in my world, and say, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, that yeah. type of thing. So we have to work on the emotions. Well, believe me, I'm I'm firm believer about not doing it. It's just that I just can't get the thoughts in my mind. But I will email you. Thank you okay. so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling in. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Okay. All right. You know, um, that's that's you know uh, so hard. You know, when when my my uh, younger brother committed suicide, and oh, after he committed suicide, you know, it was you know he, he I had three people call me for sessions within 24 hours all had to get in right away, and they were all with addictions. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what is going on here? And, you know, so I called, you know, it's hard to be intuitive with yourself all the time. I mean, you can try, and these, and these letter writing exercises are wonderful, but when you're a psychic, and as you know, and you're getting information from every which way, sometimes it's it's not always easy to be accurate with your own impressions. Yeah. And so I called a friend, and I said, what is this? And, and it made perfect sense. She said, well, your brother is on the other side trying to say, you know, sending all these guys to you, trying to show you that, you know, this was his deal, you know, that mm-hmm. nothing more he could have done because, I mean, here I was thinking, you know, on the other, you know, being left behind, like, what else could I have done? And, you couldn't have done you know, all this, right. right, and that's what he was trying to show me. Absolutely. That, you know, the yes. addiction had overridden. So, you know, just, you know, I, I want to give Karen's website. and uh, It's Karen Noe, but it's spelled K-A-R-E-N, noe.com and um Karen how do people find your book I know that um you're a hay house author which is just wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, they, yes. do they go to hayhousehayhouse.com they, sure they could go to hayhouse.com amazon.com they could go to barnes and noble or my website okay. you know and the name of the book, oh I'm sorry and the name of the book is through the eyes of another and um wow so you know, you've been featured in a lot of different um, avenues, Angel Visions, Earth Angels by Doreen Virtue. Um, you know, you you have your own radio show, am I correct? Yes, I do. It's called the Angel Quest Show, and it's the first Saturday of every month, and it's on WRCR.com. So I talk okay, about different of, topics every month. Okay, and all of this is on uh, Karen's website. And mm-hmm. um, Okay, so... I have a couple, a couple other questions. Uh, one is, in, you know, when you when you talk about doing a life review, what do you, um, how do you guide people with discovering their life purpose, or what do you think the life purpose is? You know, in if you were to just talk on life purpose, let's just life go purpose? on that. However you okay. want, to, however you want to take it. Sure. We all come into this world with something that we chose to do. And you'll know it when you feel very excited about um, something. I have some people, even friends, that they say they don't know what they need, what they're supposed to be doing. 
now, I think they do. It's subconscious, it, whether it be video games. You know, they really love video games or something like that, and they just keep, you know, maybe they should do, be doing something with video games. It doesn't have to be, you know, standing on top of the mountain and preaching to a whole bunch of people. So whatever it is that really, really gets you excited, that's probably part of your life purpose. And in reality, our life purpose is to create love, and peace around us and to spread that love and peace around the world. So even if you are in a job that you don't love, that doesn't mean you aren't serving your life purpose. It means that you're, you aren't your job. It's how you react to different people and how you, you, know, you spread this love and peace, as, as I'm saying. So your life purpose, basically everyone's life purpose is love and peace. But then again, you go to whatever is very exciting within you. We all have something that we're excited about. I'm sure. And to find that and try to find how you could find a job doing that, you know, that type of thing. But, again, remember, you're not who you are. Your job is not who you are. That's the most right. important thing. Well, and I think that so many people, that's, you know, that's their definition. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that causes the schism when they're saying that, you know, my job doesn't, um, you know, I, I, it's just I've seen it over and over again where, People will be doing one thing, but they think that they want to do this. But yet, in order to get that same income, they 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 could not do that with what it is that they want to do. But the whole right. thing is, is exactly what you said. Your lie, your job yeah. is yes. not. I mean, in some in some cases, you know, such as yourself and myself, we are very blessed with our our work is is you know yes. our life purpose, help, you know, right. helping others and, and exactly. Whatever. But you know, the, but, you know, that's why we have all these books, you know. Um, the passion test, you know, wishcraft, and yes. you know, just do it while do what you love, and the money will follow. You know, ideally, but it's true. That, <laughs> yeah, I, and ideally, you know, I mean, I remember one time in one of these, you know, deep personal growth workshops. You know, it was probably 20 years ago. They said to write down the 10 things that you loved most to do, and you know, see, you know, everybody it was personal. No one was going to see your list, so you know, everybody went pretty deeply. And then I was like, okay, circle how many are in your present job. I remember the first time I did the exercise, I had two circles in my job. Oh, and my then, God. you know, it was one of those things where, um, because, you know, as much as I loved nursing, I hated poking, prodding, sticking. What I loved about nursing was teaching, you know. Right. And, and, you know, it, at the time, I just, you know, it just, I don't know, as much as, you know, that was my path with healing, you know, I didn't know then that I had these other gifts. I, I just knew that people, you know, my mother called me miniature Ann Landers. You know, she's like, why do all these people come to you? You're like, I'm like, <laughs> See, I don't that's an know. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, but I, and I remember, you know, my girlfriend's mom saying, don't you want to be a doctor? And I said, oh, no, that would limit me. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's like, but a nurse, I'm like, oh, no. Then I get to really be with the people. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, even that I on some level knew, but but you know the whole thing is is that you know we have all these angelic helpers who help mm-hmm. guide us, and you know the main thing is is you know I like the letter of gratitude that you stress so much, you know, like being grateful, you know, and and yeah. you know later you know when I did that I reviewed that seminar. Actually, I wound up teaching that seminar. It was a four day deep training, and you know I remember though um, like the final time I did the exercise, you know I had ten out of ten. I mean that's how much my life had changed. Oh, how and, wonderful is that? Everyone right. should have it, right? Oh right. my God! But but even if you know, even if your nine to five is what's affording you, you know, to to go deeper and take the seminars or do you know read what it's it's really what you said at the very beginning of this um, interview is that to find that peace and yeah. to find that contentment and and 
and enjoyment, passion, you know, for, which that's why I passion. love the word. Um, that's the um, word, passion. passion, right. What yeah. is your passion? Mm-hmm. Right. So and once you find oh that, goodness. yeah. And then you, a lot of people as well, people come to me, and they do want to do something else, but they feel they will not make money at it, you know, from it. So I say, well, if you say that, you won't, because your thoughts create your reality. You know, just because someone else didn't make money doing that doesn't mean you will, you know, won't. So you must, you know, if you really want to do something, I say go for it. Follow your dreams. It's so important to do that. You came here with a purpose. Yeah, and thoughts are things, you know, what Karen was just saying. You know, if you're, you know, the languaging, so many people think it's what you're saying. Well, thoughts are saying what what your communication is. You're thinking those things that creates critical mass, and that's why, you know, when our caller that we had on just a little while ago was saying, I'm saying I'm happy, I'm saying these positive things. Sometimes you have to have a willingness to have that, that, that shift. You know, I am willing to be happy. I'm willing to be willing, to be willing to be happy. You know, I can't really conceive it right now, but I'm willing, I'm willing. You know, and that mm-hmm. willingness, you know, can help shift it. You know what, Karen, that also I, I found, I'm sorry I interrupted, but there, there's something you could say, why is it so easy? Why is it so easy to be happy? And you keep saying, why is it so easy to be? And if you say, why is it so easy many times, guess what? You feel that it is easy. Why is it so easy to get my per- perfect job? Why is it so easy? That, that's something that has helped me in the, in the past as well. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, and that's really reframing it in a different way too, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that starts to move the energy, you know, yes. that willingness. So um, so let's go back um, because I felt like you wanted to add something and um, maybe maybe not, but when you were talking about how the hardest part was actually to write to yourself. So um, words of wisdom, we, we have a few more minutes. Um, and so words of wisdom on where where to start with how to write to yourself. Um, and I know that sounds like, funny, but, like, I know you said to go to the third person, you know, our, our dear Karen. Um, right. Do you do you have a suggestion on how, like, to take, take well, childhood to, or take an issue? Or? You could do whatever you want, but remember it has to be a loving, positive letter. It's no nothing that you're writing to yourself saying bad things. Remember, you're seeing through the eyes of God what God would be saying to you. Now then, some people would say, oh, they would say, I'm not doing, you know, God would say, I'm not doing what I supposed to be doing not at all god is a loving peaceful god so remember it's a loving peaceful letter you write as if you're speaking to someone else you discuss why you love yourself and it may take time to figure it out what do you love about yourself i know there are things that you love or things you did in the past you know talk about your proudest accomplishments your best qualities you know and also make sure to write about what you could do differently to make you feel better you know, I had to do that. You know, I didn't give myself enough time. I was booked with appointments two years ahead of time, and I just kept going, and I just was worn out. And I said, okay, I have to stop doing this. And I promise, Karen, I will try to make you feel better. I'm so sorry I did this to you. You know, you write as if you're speaking to someone else. But I will try to do better now. And I have. I have learned. Every time I forget, by the way, I take out that letter, and I reread it, and I say, okay. I remember to treat myself with respect as much as I respect everyone else. So, and if you are unhappy with certain things you've done, say why you forgive yourself because you never intentionally try to hurt anyone or hurt yourself. For example, when I was going through the divorce, I said, Karen, you know, 
you did go through a hard time in your life, but you never intentionally tried to hurt anyone. And I understand why you did this and this and this and this. So, and make sure to conclude it with loving, positive statements. So that's the last thing that you remember. Beautiful. And, yeah. you know, it's so interesting. We have, we when the, those of us in the helping, you know, field, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so um, important to do the nourishment, you know. And, and I had a pattern that, you know, I became aware of. I, I broke my, I fractured my, my knee and my ankle in January. Uh-oh. And, Oh, it was just, it was very interesting. And and what I realized is that, you know, there's so many things, so many reasons. You know, I'd broken my ankle six years before, and, you know, and that's what, that slowdown that happened then yeah. is what um, led me to so many other awarenesses and, and the discovery of, you know, a tumor that had just started growing in my body. And I know that if I hadn't had the slowdown, it wouldn't have, would, I would not have done, um, I wouldn't have gone the lump. I It just, you know, it, I had to be, slow down at that level is kind of crazy. So, you know, the thing that I was working on is creating these windows of time to self-nourish without having to have an accident or an illness or something that stopped me because of the overload that you were just describing. And so, you know, that's why these three weeks I've been off the air. It's been fascinating to to see that, you know, people listen to the to the you know the the recorded interviews. They're like, okay, if she's not going to be live, we'll do this. And it just was this magical experience to spend almost you know I mean I wasn't gone for three weeks, but I was I actually was gone for twelve days. And you know, and most of the time people don't know where I am anyway because you know <laughs> the, I'm on the phone. You know, mm-hmm. people don't know where I'm calling from or whatever. But it was it was so. Um, I hadn't seen some of the people since we, uh, some of my friends since before I broke my leg, and I was at a meeting on Friday, and I don't know, probably ten people came up to me and they're like, "You just look so good! What you know? Oh. Wow!" And what so it you was, needed that, yeah, exactly what you were talking about with this self care and the self nourishment, and you know, and and I love how the three women in your lineage. I mean, you know, you write the letter to your daughter, and then look at this beautiful DVD that she creates with all this love. She took it to like a whole different, you mm-hmm. know, a different direction with with this love. And then here is your mother, you know, letting you know this letter touched me in so many ways. And then you full circle reading it to her one more time. You know, it's like it's yeah. magical, really. It's very now magical. With, with yourself, though, unfortunately, it took you so long. That it manifested in the body. I'm going to go, no, shouldn't have done that. So next time you know to give yourself the time that you need because how wonderful it is that you have this time now to yourself. Don't you feel great? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I need just. that. Right. I know. I know. And I could just feel, you know, you, you know how you look in the mirror and you can just see it just shutting away. And so, you know, listeners, I really, really want to encourage you. This book is wonderful. It's one of those things that. You know, you may want to buy a few copies and, you know, give these as gifts and, you know, especially, you know, we're right, right with the holidays are upon us with the changing of autumn and just, you know, pick up several books because, you know, it's, it's, this book can help so many people in so many different ways. It will help, um, you know, the relationships that you have in your own life and your relationship with, you know, with others. It'll help you love, honor, and forgive yourself. It's going to help you be more compassionate and peaceful, which, as Karen was sharing, is really our ultimate life purpose. You know, you can frame it on a lot of different ways, but the whole thing, you know, like Florence Govolshin said, this is a game. This is to be enjoyed. This is not a war. You know, the game of life and how to play it, you know. So Karen's offering all of this 
you know, wisdom and advice on understanding more fully the afterlife, you know, so that you do your work here so that your soul progresses and, you know, finding that compassion and peace as, as she, you know, states over and over from different angles in this book um, is really what it's all about. So, Karen, I just really want to thank you for being my guest tonight. I, um, the website for Karen is Karen Noe, which um, is K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. She is a wonderful Hay House author in Louise Hay. Thank you, you know, <laughs> for, for reading to me. Well, you know how it works. You know, we all know, you know, but, but to be blessed by Louise Hay is just like, oh, thank you so much. I mean, you know, and she did her research. You know, that's how she wrote her, you know, to heal your body, you know. She's I mean, amazing. amazing. I know, woman. I know, I know. <laughs> and I was there when she kicked off her radio show in Chicago and, you know. Oh, I just, really? You know, I just, oh, my gosh. I mean, it was so interesting because um, Michael Lozier, um, actually, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Oprah's radio show. Oops, wrong one. Actually, oh. I was in Las Vegas when when um, Louise Hay was kicking off. It was 2000 and was it four or five? My mom died in January 2004. It was in um, the summer of 2004 or 2005 when Louise Hay um, hosted this. You know, you can heal uh, or heal heal your heal your what is it? Heal your life. Heal your life. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. Oh, you um, can do it. Yes, yes. Right. And that's when she kicked off the radio show with her with her authors. And you know, yeah. there it was. They were streaming live from um, from Las Vegas, and it was just like, what a place to have it, Las Vegas, right? And that was when Christine Northrup, mm. Denise Flynn, and Carolyn Mace all turned fifty. At the same I time. love it. I mean, they were all just like, you know, we're fifty, and we could do what we want, you know. So it was like it was just this powerful thing. And then. You know, you know, when she started her radio show, it was like right there. And I mean, I, she was in her. You know, I mean, we both know she's like done amazing things with her publishing and you she know everything incredible. else. Incredible. And she is how old? I think she's ninety. I you know. I it's. I think you're right. I've I know it's right around Yes. There. Because she was in her seventies then, Maybe and you know, and I think even then she was budging a little bit. But she's just, she's just this amazing, um, amazing soul who has changed so many people's lives and. Um, you know, I she's changed my life for sure. So, oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I know. I know. And, you know, and she'd written that book, and then she got the cancer. And, you know, the very first thing, she was like, okay, you know, it was. It, she's like, do I really believe this? And, you know, she did the affirmation. She did the forgiveness. She did the letter. She did all the stuff that, you're, you know, that we've been talking about in this show. And only, you know, it's so much better if we can do this work before we have, like, the cosmic slowdown of physical illness or um, dis-ease or accidents, which we know they're not, where they really aren't, you know, the universe right. is stepping uh, in. Absolutely. So, okay, so, so listeners, this has just, you know, been my pleasure and my joy, and it's it's good to be back. And uh, Karen, I'm just so glad you're my first guest. It's just confirmation that, yes, this is why I do this work, because you know, <laughs> meeting special fellow spiritual warriors that are, you know, on the front lines and, just thank you so much for sharing your wisdom tonight. Oh, and, thank and, you uh, so much for all that you do. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, we will be here next week. Everybody have a fabulous week. And remember, send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and I will add you to our email list, and we'll let you know about these shows and, you know, other things. And remember, this show is archived, so, you know, you can, you know, bless other people with the wisdom that Karen has offered. Okay. Well, good night, everyone, and thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> 